welcome to another episode of the Streaking the Lawn podcast. So once again, my name is Pearson. Once again, I'm joined by Zach. Zach, hello. How are you? How's things? I'm good. UVA won. We're I know. Well above 500. Winning there's nothing. Streak. There's nothing to complain about. The world <laughs> is happy. The sun is shining. I'll find something to complain. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, you know, it's 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 such a odd uh, situation looking at this football team because you know last second thrilling wins right and and you know we said a couple weeks ago god if they win these games then we're going to look pretty silly talking about how they might not win more than one or two the rest of the year but like they could be two and four real easy (laughs) i don't think any you know a couple of kicks i'm glad they're not i'm glad they're four and two i mean what what you know the Miami it's sort of it's funny how it came down to these missed kicks for other teams because the situations in the games are a little different Um, yeah the Miami game uh, Virginia led the entire game right so they they just sort of let Miami get back in it in the second half and, and then almost lost by doing that whereas the Louisville game seemed out of hand Virginia was up at the um half 13 10 but then they let louisville score 20 points at third quarter and then like stormed via epic combat i mean 21 points in the fourth quarter um is is pretty miraculous and and shows a lot about brennan it shows a lot about um you know the the team itself i think my biggest takeaway if uh, if i could go ahead and jump us into that is despite the ups and downs of which there were plenty of both the thing that these two last second wins did the best for me was, I don't know, instill more or, or reinvigorate or just make me feel more comfortable about the coaching staff. And yeah, no coaches are perfect and in game management, um, but plenty are much better than others. And it just sort of made me feel like the other teams we were playing were worse coached <laughs> you know and yeah. and that's not exactly that's not every reason i mean bernard armstrong had a lot to do with the reasons why uva won right but you, you i thought you walked away from both of those being like all right we got a staff that knows what they're doing better than those guys on the other sideline at least which which is nice because you know following those blowout losses you're going where does the staff have this program where we can't right. stop anybody uh, mm-hmm. from scoring? So I'm not going to say like the defense has turned around, but they showed up at good times right. um, and made enough plays to win these games. So um, before anyone thinks I'm being too salty, this episode <laughs> will get into things. I'm very happy that they are for it too. <laughs> right. I mean, winning games is winning games. And, and like, you know, that's what the coaching staff is paid to do. I mean, you can easily say two kicks go, in and we're sitting at two and four thinking is this the right like having that conversation about this coaching staff which has i i think for now been delayed because you have to feel good you have to feel good at four and two (laughs) and you have to think with two home games against two bottom tier acc teams right now Mm -hmm. we could very easily be sitting at six and two in a couple of weeks which is that would be huge i mean just to, to to if you'd said at the beginning of the season you're going to be sitting at six and two and not be feeling great about this team. I think just about everybody would take that, you know, Mm -hmm. just because yeah, the last four games are gauntlet, but then it's okay. If you steal one of those, you're at seven and five, you know, and it's like, it's not unreasonable to think that they could beat Pitt or Virginia tech. It's difficult, but you know, those are very winnable games and upsets happen. I don't know. Um, (laughs) But yeah, you, you have to be happy. I mean, just to see, 
them find I think more so in the Louisville game it's more encouraging finding ways to win like the Miami game was just like gross I mean it was just like but they won so like that's all that matters and then the Louisville game was legitimately exhilarating to see Mm -hmm. them sort of come back like that and it was just sort of I mean I was you know writing the rapid recap and it was I had to write probably three or four different intros till by the end of the game it was like Louisville blew out Virginia, Louisville, you know, stemmed the tie. It's just like the way that they came back and the way that they were able to keep their composure, especially on the offensive side of the ball. And then, as you said, the defense came up clutch when it needed to come up clutch. I mean, Darius Bratton made that tackle that saved the game. And there were enough stops in the fourth quarter to force punts, to force three and outs Mm -hmm. that gave the offense the opportunity. So, I mean, if you take the third quarter out of that game, you have to feel pretty great about it, you know, and you take out the last 20 second drive that almost lost it. You, you feel pretty good. And, and I mean, you can't pick and choose like that, but, but there's reason for optimism. Of course, there's also reason for pessimism. Um, But well, the Louisville, the, the breakdown in the last drive to get Louisville within the, you know, they got, they got a 49 yard look, which, is no gimme and yeah i'm sure the defense wasn't happy with the fact that in 22 seconds they got that far that happens a lot yeah. uh, they let miami really control that last possession and miami just screwed up right. i mean yeah the right. kicks are screw up right but uh, you know Miami had that game one. I don't feel that way about Louisville because Louisville blew it. Louisville let UVA dominate that fourth quarter and then, you know, missed a kick that they could have made. But um, Louisville would have won that game. Virginia wouldn't have lost it. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Louisville would have salvaged something they almost collapsed and said they collapsed it, you know, let it collapse, I should say. But um, yeah, I know you say the Miami game was gross. Yeah, I feel you. Um, you Look at the stats here. It's it's a weird, I don't know. I I feel like with the way UVA was putting up points, not a ton of points, but but they were they were they were scoring they looked better than the score was, but they were still scoring somewhat, you know, they've got the, what was it? 16, seven, uh, half, halftime lead. And you're thinking like they're, they're UVA is probably going to win this. Like they right. haven't capitalized on everything they could, right. but Miami not having King at, at QB is just a, a totally different game. Not that right. the Van Dyke kid played fine, but I don't By think UVA yeah. wins that game. If they're worried about Cameron Harris rushing and King rushing and, and making plays too. So, right. um, you know, whatever you play, the guys that they put out there, I'm not trying to diss the, the, the win. Um, but the, the, the big takeaway to me on the offense, besides how awesome Brennan Armstrong is, is, is Wayne Talapapa coming back um, mm-hmm. has really made a statement with his play, which is so good to see. Um, Mike Collins played pretty well in the Miami game, did not um, do much uh, in the Louisville game. I don't remember if he got shooken up or if they just wanted to keep feeding Wayne because it worked for him. But right. uh, Talapapa in both those games got double-digit carries, uh, for 5.6 yards in the Miami game, 4.2 yards a- average in the Louisville game. And I feel like even more so in the Louisville game, those runs came at pretty critical uh, times. He, he just seemed to make those conversions uh, right when UVA needed it. And it, enough that the announcers were openly saying like, oh, well, it's third and short. So UVA is going to convert because yeah. they just need to give it to Telefapa. You know what? Right. It seemed like it worked. 
Yeah, and it's nice to sort of have that safety blanket there. And then also, I mean, as Bronco talked about on Monday, just the depth of the receiving core at this point. Sure. We've known this, but to see Wicks go out, you know, to even have Keaton banged up and still play ridiculously. I mean, it's like Rayshon Henry, like nine catches, 179 yards. Like that is a career day. Like that is insane production for a guy that coming into the game, you'd say – maybe like the third or fourth option, you know, I mean, if you're well, talking, yeah, if Wicks, Davis is healthy. Right. Oh, oh, yeah, well, yeah. even with David, and, even, and even with just camp and yeah. yeah Woods. And, yeah. I mean, just, just the number of guys that they have number of weapons mm-hmm. they've got. And it's just so, it just like, so reassuring that, yeah, like, yeah. you know, Wicks can go out and a guy that, you know, we've heralded all season long as being, someone who's like alongside Armstrong, probably the most consistent player on this football team. And then to, when that goes out that you still have guys like Keaton, Henry making plays, Mm -hmm. you know, I mean, fields coming up big with the 50, Mm -hmm. 51 yard reception. And it just, you you can continue to see sort of just guys step up on the offense. I mean, just in the same vein as Wayne, obviously the, the passing offense has been, you know, great all season, but just, just sort of like the reassertion of Mm -hmm. that, um, and, and the depth that they have. And as far as Henry goes, I, I don't mean this in like a, I knew who was that good kind of way, but right. um, it's you even you just saying that. And that surprise, the, the surprise that could or should be there in the game, watching the game, when you see Henry's production, it's like my reaction. I didn't have a reaction. I was just like, right. yeah, he's really good. No, it makes sense. We knew yeah. that. You know, yeah, <laughs> like, It's not yeah. surprising. It's just when you put it in the context of the fact that Dontavian Wicks has had those games right. and Keaton has had those games and Jelani Woods has had those games and Billy Kemp, although he's not quite in that like, He's not a little bit know, of a different type of little, guy, different yeah. type of production, but still very consistent production. He catches for 47 yards, yeah. just that he's not going as far down the field. Um, <laughs> you just, you just, you, you kind of have to take a step back sometimes yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. And, and sort of look at what this offense can do. And it's just nice. And sort of, I mean, and then you have Grant Mesh catching the, you know, <laughs> <laughs> the winning touchdown and it's yeah, just like, okay, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, he had a, an unfortunate drop earlier in the season. Um, I'm forgetting what game that was. Maybe is that week? Yeah, uh, I don't, yeah, I don't remember. Yeah, but but, but I, I yeah, I mean, it's good. Just it's just nice to see you guys continue to step up, and and that's all you can ask for right now from this offense. Yeah. And and Brennan bouncing back from some mistakes. You know, I mean, sure, forty for sixty. I mean, it's we are so riding that dude. We are riding like. <laughs> I mean, so the his pair arm's inter- gonna fall off. Oh my god! I mean, <laughs> I mean, the t- the pair of interceptions, you know, mm-hmm. not the cleanest game. He hasn't had the the. I mean, he hasn't quite hit the same levels in the in the most recent games as he did early in the season. Of course, you know, sure competition. I mean, he looked defenses. like the best quarterback in the country right. in the f- first few games, and right. and now statistically is still up there. Exactly. But, but yeah. you know, he's it, sort of doing it with like a scrambling around and find the guy. He's he's, right. he's just a I mean, player. It's Brett Favre type stuff right now you know i mean it's just like he's just um, a player i yeah. mean and it, yeah. yeah it's 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 nice to be able to see him like although this i don't know if you can call this a win ugly game but like this was a win ugly game for brennan and the fact that in just sort of the sense that he made mistakes he had sort of instances where you're like oh man but then he rallied them when he needed to and, yeah. and, and that's what you need from your leader and, that, and that's sort of like why you can have this confidence moving forward that okay if you yeah. are confident 
of the coaching staff in these games, if you're confident that you have the quarterback and the playmakers around him, you can win games against, yeah. you know, as, as long as you can get a couple of those stops. And, that, and that's except exactly what Armstrong said after the game right. was, you know, we're confident that we're not out of it. Um, and they showed why. Uh, and, you know, I give obviously credit to the defense to hold them before even the, the, um, you know, last uh, last drive that almost ended in a loss. Yeah, um, you know, Louisville makes that uh, big play. If you're listening to this, you know what we're talking about with Brad and stopping them on a, a running play that they, they maybe could ice the game right. and they hold them to a field goal. Well, after that tackle, they're trying to bleed the clock and in obvious running situations, the defense held them to only five yards. Right. So not just stopped them, but also stopped them far enough back from the line of scrimmage that they weren't even going to attempt to uh, win the game by just converting a fourth down conversion. And right. You know, I think it, I guess it goes a little bit back to um, how I feel about the coaching staff. It's like I've watched so much loser football, yeah, for my entire right sports fandom and not just Virginia's bad teams, but you know, all these teams, including the Detroit Lions. Shout loser out. teams let that team convert that you know first second right. or third down like right. they give up those even when i know what you're doing and you know what you're doing and i'm going to try and stop you loser teams don't stop them right. <laughs> it's a, for lack of a, a more concrete way of a, of expressing it it's just nice to see even it's a much maligned thing the the run defense has been all over the place um they showed up when it when it mattered um enough and Hey, you know, if this is going to be a team that gets by by throwing it for 400 some yards and making ridiculous catches and doing just enough on defense, is that a recipe for a conference championship? No, probably not. Um, but they're going to be entertaining and hopefully they, they continue to compete, get to a bowl game. Hopefully they beat some of these other rivals. Um, you know, I like right now, maybe we don't want to keep jinxing it, but it sets up to what we discussed a couple of weeks ago that. They're gonna win four straight, be six and two, and then lose four straight. And we're really... gonna lose the next two games. Just watch. Right, we're right, just, right, we're right. gonna lose on last second <laughs> field goals, and we're gonna be sitting here just saying we uh, didn't know what we were saying. It was but then they'll beat luck. Then they'll beat Pitt and Virginia Tech, right, and, right. and win. Yeah. and I beat don't know. BYU on the road, and we'll just be like, hey, "What is football?" BYU just got uh, handled by Boise, so they might yeah. not be a top ten team, but. Yeah, I mean, that's another good point, though, is road games, you right, know, like right. you're going on the road against ACC teams uh, yep. with ACC talent and and pulling it out. Um, that's impressive. I know Miami is no big uh, uh, crowd or, you know, it's very right. easy yeah. to be like it's a neutral site, but the Who's don't generally do well. Um, yeah. And I believe this is the... F- like the record of games in Kentucky for Virginia. Yeah. This may have been the first win ever. I, yeah, I wouldn't know, but I can't think of anything think off the top of my head. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, yeah, two road wins, like, yeah, a, a conference road wins, like they're, especially for this program, like the struggles that we've had on the road, like just to sort of like, you know, it's what we were talking about after the UNC game. It was like, you know, this is just how it goes for Bronco on the road in his tenure here. Um, and it's, 
just it's it's like a little bit relieving that you just you, you add that in to sort of like saying everything else of like the coaching staff and Brennan and being able to just find ways to win and you just add in the fact that this has been on the road mm-hmm. and I think some of the pessimism some of the criticism like okay you know you know giving up as many rushing yards as they did the defense still being a problem Brennan throwing a pair of picks mm-hmm. um you know I mean 233 rushing yards given like you know there there's obviously still a lot of things to sort of point to and be like, okay, against better teams, that's going to be exploited to another degree, Mm. but you just, you, you add in all those sort of qualifiers and you say, okay, we won two games and now let's go home and try and win two more and just, just sort of move on from there because this team isn't, you know, we know this team isn't perfect. We're not expecting this team to be, you know, anything particularly special i mean obviously they have special players and special talents and it's you don't want to discredit this program (laughs) um but you know sort of some of these like gutty wins are are just okay like like you can be excited about it and we don't have to you know we're a pair of pessimistic people but um (laughs) we're not that bad we're not that bad (laughs) um but yeah i mean i'm excited i'm happy like you know it, it, it feels good basketball season is coming too so you know, I, I'm, I'm excited. I'm feeling good. All right. Well, I'm, I'm glad. And um, yeah, that was definitely at the very least the first time they've beat Louisville in Kentucky. Okay. So yeah, um, I'm pretty sure it's the first time they've won any game in Kentucky, but not that they've had much more than that. But anyway, um, I don't think anyone listening to this is going like, uh, the doubters were wrong. And right. Virginia right. Is, is, is crushing it. I mean, we'll we say it again, like they could very easily be two and four, but they're not. And, back to what do good teams do the bad teams don't they find ways to win tough games on the road so if you come home and back it up by beating a pair of acc teams that you should beat then you have my attention with saying virginia's a good team again you know it suffered some stumbles but here we go just in time to lose four straight and and make me make me hate everything again we'll see six and six yeah i i Get blown I do out believe game. something right. else could happen this season, uh, one way or the other. I mean, looking at Duke, um, the stats obviously uh, favor the Who's. Um, although you know Duke's putting up numbers, and Duke's Duke's schedule has included some cupcakes, so including one they lost to. But um, you know Duke's right. putting up nearly 500 yards a game. Virginia's at 525 uh, yards allowed is almost identical. 430, 427 points allowed is almost identical. for the Hoos, um, and the Hoos score a little bit more game with 34.2 versus 31.5. However, uh, the attack for the Blue Devils has been a lot more balanced. Uh, They average over 200 yards, 270 in uh, passing a game, and 218 rushing where the Hoos, you might guess, uh, relying heavily on the passing game, Zach. They they are now really? averaging 412 passing yards a game and only 113 rushing overall. Uh, you know, the, the stats look oddly similar, but I think the eye test and, of course, the, the actual looking at who did each of these teams beat right. I mean, um, favors the who's. Both of us, both Duke and Virginia, have now been blown out by North Carolina. But in contrast, Duke put up seven points on North Carolina's <laughs> defense. Yeah. And so I think that, you know, you take everything in context and you say, okay, they scored 28 points against Charlotte, uh, 30 points against Northwestern, uh, mm-hmm. 45 against NCAT, 
52 against Kansas, 27 against Georgia Tech. And you just say, okay, which of those defenses is like, I would argue that we probably have, despite our struggles defensively, can probably rival those teams (laughs) on the defensive side of the ball. Well, I think what we saw is Virginia's defense sort of rivals Carolina's. Right. You know, it's like, it's it's pretty similar there. And Carolina held up a seven. Yeah, right. Not to say that they, you know, are too, you know, heavyweights in terms no, of that, exactly. to, right. to lightweight rivals right, um, right. on the defense, you know, and so. Two better I mean, than Duke rivals right. as far as, well, hopefully, right, <laughs> that's, right, what, right. that's what we're depending on on Saturday. It's a 1230 kick, so, you know, um, the crowd is going to be relatively meager, um, but if the weather holds up, a lot of people might get in by, you know, the second quarter, uh, you know, enjoy a nice uh, Saturday early afternoon uh in in scott stadium um certainly we've seen that this team doesn't care who's in the stands and and they get more stands more students uh more interest with more wins so um you know keep winning games who's and 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 let's see it uh who they have to i guess focus on uh for duke um you know I remember Bobo's name, (laughs) you know, you look at like their statistical leaders, um, not a lot sticks out. I mean, Holmberg is this uh, uh, quarterback for them um, has been not good. He's been, he's been, yeah. I mean, is that the most fair way? No Daniel Jones. I'll tell you that. (laughs) My friends um, and I in a, a fancy football league, have the the friend who auto drafted right right and, and want to like give him a hard time want to set him up for failure and he is, is uh anyway we're messing with the auction by nominating people strategically to get the auto draft to take multiple kickers on his team right. and things like that and it, it took all of our efforts to make his QB Daniel Jones for the sake of laughing at him. Right. Now Daniel Jones is QB five. <laughs> so far. Anyway, I, I digress, but it's just, it goes to the show, Zach, be nice or, be nice. or else yeah. um, your plans will back. Yeah. They'll yeah. backfire on you in fantasy football. Anyway, Gunnar Holmberg uh, has thrown for six touchdowns and four interceptions and 1,600 yards. Uh, their leading rushing, rusher uh, by a wide margin is a guy named Mateo Durant. Uh, Gunner himself is third in the team in rushing yards uh, with 182, uh, but they do give it to another guy named Jordan Waters. So, I mean, there's that and, and a wide receiver. His last name is Bobo. Uh, <laughs> there, there's your Blue Devil offense now i say all this i'm like belittling them watch them hang 40 on those you know I, yeah. I, should, I should just shut up but that's i'm here to podcast y'all so i'm not gonna <laughs> i'm not gonna shut up zach let me ask you in the displays we've seen from virginia's how about we'll go with offense i mean brennan's the obvious answer we expect brennan to continue to go has there been anything in these wins that is maybe it was even something we've already hashed out a little bit, but something you're looking for to see, you know, does this get better or does this continue? I've seen this change something, yeah. you know, what's something that you're, you're keen in on? Um, it's got saying, I mean, I'd say 
conversion in the red zone. It's been something that, that that's, that's plagued them a little bit. It wasn't horrible um, against Louisville. There were some a few drives in the first half where it felt like they left points on the board, um, you know, inside the red zone. And so I think that that's definitely something at home you want to be more confident in as Wayne is starting to be your short yardage guy and be consistent. If we're inside the 10, can we run the ball a couple of times and get ourselves on the end zone? Um, obviously, you know, they converted when they needed, they converted when they needed too late. So, so mm-hmm. this is not a, a major gripe by any means, but, um, <laughs> it's something that, you know, in the first half, like especially against, you know, Miami. And then I think in, against Wake Forest as well, um, that was an issue, you know, just kicking too many field goals, you know, it just, if you're going to score points, especially if you're looking to maybe knock, you know, sort of knock Duke out, you know, like sort of like mm-hmm, early in the mm-hmm, game, mm-hmm. let's put touchdowns um, on the board. Let, you know, let, 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 let's chunk things up and, and not let this be sort of a Miami, let them hang around game um, because, you know, that is when things get dangerous and that's when all of a sudden thing, the rails sort of fall off. Um, but, you know, yeah. if, if they can convert a little bit more, use Wayne, use the big tight ends. I'm confident in Brennan. There's just been a couple too many instances this season where it's been like, well, we left points on the board board our play calling wasn't great um, and the execution was poor so I think that that's definitely something to look for makes sense to me and um, on, on the defensive side I'd like to see them sort of to your point of like knocking the Blue Devils out I think that Virginia should be able to maybe take advantage of turnovers a little bit for uh, Duke Duke's lost six fumbles they fumbled 10 times so far and lost six fumbles they've thrown four interceptions I think you know the defense has shown that they can now force punts against the ACC teams. Um, but I don't think they want to rely on it. Might as well, you know, try and take advantage of an offense. that's not really any good. Like you said, you shut the door early. Right. Um, and so I think a couple turnovers early would, would really obviously do that. Get Britta in short field, demoralize the visitors. Let's uh, enjoy a lovely afternoon and, and a stress-free second half. Sounds great to me. Always works out that way, right? Absolutely. I guess it has against Duke. It's sort of recently I should knock on wood, but, you know. <laughs> yeah. It's hard, it's hard to see every game what we, what we feel is, is uh, the likely uh, UVA result because they love, they love to keep messing with us. But um, I, the health of, of people is becoming a... Um, you know, somewhat of an issue. I mean, Wicks comes to mind, obviously. Um, how about this for something I want to see? I want to see Wicks, if he plays, not get hit in the head violently. Um, yeah. That would make me and the rest of humanity happy. Um, and if he does, or anyone does, I'd like to see the rules inst- instilled uh, or installed for such things to actually be uh, reviewed and uh, called. By. Yeah. I mean, I know we're all, if you're listening to this, you know what I'm talking about. It's unbelievable. The things that Bronco said, well, he's at a loss as to what targeting it is. Right. But. I mean, yeah, even, yeah, when, when even Bronco is like, I just put his hands up, you're like, like I mean, like, it, it just you, everyone's well, at a loss. Like, what it, are we doing good. here? You know, right. if, if you're going to make oh, it's a point of emphasis, and they've, I don't think it's any sort of like, we're, calibrating back to uh for, back from being too stringent with it right you know? yeah they're not yeah like an they, overcorrection but yeah, yeah i can't think of things of virginia games i'm sure there have been some but you know just watching college football every year they definitely have been years ago 
some targeting things that you're like, oh, that's that's rough. That's bad luck. You know, guys leaning in at the same time and just you know, right, you know stuff like that. They call those, and it's like I get why they call them because even right. if it seems like something that's hard to prevent, like you can't have this out here. Neither of that was neither of the hits on Wix was that kind of case. I mean, those are just him being defenseless and getting yeah. murdered in the head. It's unbelievable. I hope he's okay. Um, obviously he got knocked out um, of the Louisville game didn't come back but I haven't heard anything definitively it, it doesn't seem like I think it's pretty be. unknown but yeah. Uh, yeah I would say if, if there hasn't been a definitive word at this point who knows then again I mean they they're you know they don't communicate a lot about these things anyway right. Um, right. so yeah. you never know but I mean, it's Duke. We should be able to handle Duke without Wick. So, like, maybe give him a week. You know, I mean, yeah. Obviously, no one's going to rush him. No one's going to rush him back, depending on the opponent, especially for a head injury. So, I'm not saying that. What you know, I'm not indicating that. But yeah, yeah. um, you know, like you know, let's. Obviously, everyone just wants. If they send him out, it might not be the end of the world. Like they might be doing it just to be cautious, which is perfectly appropriate. So that I get that. That's a good point. Um. Well, let's hand out um, some stars, Zach, from, from the Louisville game. Should we just continue with our tradition of Brennan gets the first star? For... I'm fine with that. <laughs> I, think, I, I think we have to. <laughs> just because it, it gets boring if we're always listening to him and explaining it. We, we, we know what Brennan's done. We know what he's doing. I mean, yeah, he had you know ups and downs that we've talked about. But, yeah, I mean, he's 487 yards. My goodness. What yeah. I mean, what, what else can you say? But, yeah. Um, Gosh, do you want me to go first? Do you want to go first? I always like you. Go I have first. mine ready to go. All right, but do if, it, you, if you do want it. to go first, all right. No, so I'm gonna go Keaton. Um, I see I, that's what I was looking at. Yeah, yeah. Apologize, but no, I mean, you're yeah, the the cast, you know, on the hand, ten catches, 149 yards, a rushing touchdown in the fourth or the late third quarter. I can't remember exactly. Um, you know that that dude just came up clutch. He had a pair of fourth down fourth down conversions on the last drive, I believe, and that's even after. Um, his false start penalty on that fourth and three negated mm-hmm. a conversion. And I mean, that was sort of a moment where I was like, ah, so we lost the game on like a dumb false start penalty from a wide receiver or a <laughs> yep, football yep, player. Yep. Um, but to come back, to make those plays, to get us down to the one yard line. I mean, that guy has just been everything for this team and he continues to be and be able to do so many things across the field. Um, and, and, you know, we don't win that game without him at all. Yeah. Um, th- yeah, very, very, very true. I think it's it like like you said, that penalty makes you go up. Well, there it is. Right. Another yeah, like thing that was a deflating moment. Right, right. Another thing that good teams do is don't preemptively not convert third down just because it looks difficult. Right. <laughs> that that is something that I've seen a lot of loser teams do is get themselves an unfortunate third and longs, which no team, no team wants to. Good teams avoid doing that, but it still happens to those good teams, and good teams go out there and they often still convert them. Uh, it just seems like Virginia has that confidence that no matter what is needed on the next play, it is not out of the realm of feasibility that they're right. going to be able to get what they need. And that's how they're able to do that 21 point barrage in the fourth quarter. So just something else that strikes me as it's just so nice to see in a team that you want to win a football game. <laughs> um, I, I mean, I got to go Rashawn Henry, right. You know, like we said earlier, 
179 yards on nine catches, 19.9, and just stepping in as that guy. Uh, you know, you got to give props. You already did it, Keaton, but Malachi Fields with the one big play, three catches, though, also, and 60 yards total, just looks like another dude that's going to be another big uh, weapon for them. Kemp was, seemed to be all over the place. He had eight yep. catches himself. He was be, doing usual Kemp things, including scoring touchdowns and pissing off t- people on the other team um and and then of course uh, Darius Bratton making that game save and tackle but uh, I'll also give a special shout out to Nick Jackson who has suffered a lot of growing pains into the most critical role on this defense you know playing in the middle of that linebacker uh, line um and I felt like I was seeing more steady play um, yeah. from Jackson to uh in in that Louisville game so that's going to be obviously paramount uh, for this defense to continue to prove from uh, the disaster of the couple of earlier games this season. So um, good job there. And hope, uh, hope that whole unit, you know, uh, he's not alone, uh, Ellie Brown back there and such. And obviously we know what to get, we're getting with Noah Taylor. So uh, hopefully that keeps, uh, keeps showing some improvement there. So any basketball news we need to get into other than the fact that uh, they are at their media days. Uh, they sent uh, Shedrick and uh, Reese Speakman uh, to talk with Tony and, or well, to talk with media and the Tony to talk to the media, apparently about Ted Lasso and yeah. not, not wearing a suit jacket anymore. Yeah. And then Tony ripping on Virginia tech reporters for sitting alone at lunch. <laughs> I mean, guys in red. That was pretty funny. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he, he seems, he, I, expectations are always a weird thing that sort of like to, to evaluate a team going into a season. And I always think it's interesting to hear Tony for like the last three years now, every year has been like, we have a lot of like inexperience and newness, especially like it's sort of been like the same lines and it's mm-hmm. something that we don't know, but um, it's interesting to hear him talk about this team. And I think that there's a lot of things that he's excited about and you can kind of tell, um, but also has some reservations. And, you know, obviously this team probably isn't, national contender status yet um but you know not, nothing too noteworthy out of the press conferences it was just fun to hear from reese and caden i feel like those are two guys that you don't always or haven't always heard from and two guys with really high potential who i'm excited about um, yeah this season and moving yeah. forward they're guys i mean it's they're they're i know um Kihei was supposed to go and then right, I mean, I'm sure right. class or whatever got in the way whatever reason it is it's funny that it is Shedrick and Beekman because those are like with a bullet number one and two guys who seem to be the perfect people to step up um, for, for, you know, the need for leadership, both in actual playmaking and scoring, um, but also just as that type of leader type of uh, player to, to build the team around. So it works out that way. It is interesting. And this is just like, there's nothing to read into this by any means, I don't think, but it is interesting that neither of the transfers um, went just because you think of Franklin and Gardner as two leaders. And obviously I think it's just Tony Bennett, just honoring yeah, the guys yeah. that have stuck around the program. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I think, yeah, you, you have to love those two, their potential. And, and yeah. like, cause those two guys are going to be critical for this team, likely two starters this year, likely two starters next year. Um, you know, those guys are probably the immediate future of this team. You know, if you're just looking at, high ceiling guys that are already pretty solid yeah it'll be interesting to see what what reports we get about um 
you know, obviously not just who's looking good, but what, what the starting lineup might look like. I mean, you know, yeah. the biggest question, of course, is playing Kihei and Reese at the same time. Because um, you know he's going to start Kihei. You know he wants to play Kihei plenty, and there's there's reasons too. But obviously there's reasons to play Reese a lot, and they play the same position. So I I I can I would bet a good amount of money that they're starting come week one. I mean, like just, I would too. Yeah, 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 no, absolutely. And and then I mean, not to get into speculation, but I'm then I'm thinking Franklin Gardner Shedrick. That's just my guess. Yeah. I mean, and, and is is Franklin? I mean, to say the three really doesn't mean. I mean, they play right, three right. guards and they all yeah, do whatever. Yeah. But sometimes the three in this team has been uh, DeAndre Hunter. Right, you right, know, right, right exactly. Yeah. Is he quite that size and that? I mean, you know, that type yeah. of player. No, that's a question. But I mean, you also look back and you think about like the Devin Hall, Malcolm Brogdon guys mm-hmm. that are. You know, I, I don't know if Franklin's. You know, he's not obviously not quite on that level yet of, of, of a Malcolm Brogdon, but I think he's got that flexibility. He's a big mm-hmm. guard who can bump down, guard bigger players. He's got the wingspan for He's big enough to do He's to big do enough. That, I mean, yeah. he's 6'4". I don't think he quite has the quite has the height or size of, of Hall or Brogdon, but I think that he's got that ability. And I think that mm-hmm. that's sort of like and, – and then, I mean, you also say like, all right, well, there is no DeAndre Hunter on this team. You know what I mean? Like there is no sort of like big wing defender necessarily, mm-hmm. I don't think, mm-hmm. unless you're counting that as Cody Statman, um, which, you know. Uh, Maybe. So, I mean, <laughs> but I also think, you know, Igor Milicic is somebody that I'm really excited about. Um, Tane Murray is probably going to have to uh, – more adjustment, more time adjusting, but he's got that sort of big guard yeah, qualification. about him. I mean, he – he passes the quick eye test when you see him out yeah. there in the practice videos. I know we haven't seen a lot, but he just looks like a dude who's physically ready. Yeah, so. no, they definitely, th- those two guys definitely are. I think Igor is going to be somebody that, that people are going to be able to get excited about quickly just because cool. sort of, of the versatility of his skill set as 6'9 and a guy that's going to be able to handle on the perimeter. He's a bucket. Is that, is that what you're saying? All right. Abs- I, I, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> Me and the kids, that's what we say. <laughs> He's a bucket. All right. Well, um, I, we're going to have plenty more of, of that uh, hypothetical or um, postulating about uh, what, what could come. But basketball is going to sneak up on us. It's about yep. a month away. So get hype fans um stay tuned to the blog of course for more pre uh, game stuff for the duke game and of course post game analysis and we'll be back next week hopefully to continue to talk about such a winning streak uh, but until then for everybody at the blog i'm pierce uh, go Hoops.